Hey, Fred, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the Coffee with Keith podcast. I'm your teacher and host, Keith Brown. And each week on this podcast, we coach you, the BiPlus individual, as well as others within the community, how to turn your hurting into healing and your healing into happiness. Subjects of this podcast will include sexual identity trauma, shame, family dynamics, relationships, coming out issues, bisexuality, dating, mindset, faith development within the Christian faith, and a whole lot more. Every week, you will get powerful teaching to help you create the life you desire and deserve. A couple of disclaimers, though, please. I am not a licensed therapist, nor am I a medical professional. If you need either of those services, please do consult a licensed professional. Also, the views expressed on this program are either those of myself or my guest, and should be considered as such. All right, grab that cup of coffee. Have a seat here at my table. But let's chat on this episode of Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend. Welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm your host, Keith Brown, and I am so very glad to have you in this podcast episode. This is a Friday Bible Talks episode, and hopefully you have been a follower or subscriber to this episode. And listen, if you listen to this podcast and you do enjoy it, which I hope you do, Will you take maybe the 30 seconds it would take just to give it an honest five-star rating? I would really appreciate it. Um, it certainly helps us uh, push this uh, this podcast out to more people, and that's a way that you can help me, and I would appreciate you doing that, okay? All right, let's jump to the text today, and I'm not going to speak a long time on this, but it's an interesting text, and it's one where Jesus tells a parable. So we're going to read it. I'm going to read the text to you, and then let's talk about it for just a few moments if we can. It's Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. We read these words. For it is if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off and at once traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things, entering through the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you have handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, 
Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. The master replied, you wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, uh, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received at least uh, the interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents. For to all those who have, more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even when... Even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. All right. <laughs> A lot of things going on in this story. Let's begin by that very last statement where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's, some people use this sentence, this, this scripture verse uh, to refer to hell. Although if we look at it a little closer, we are not contextually even anywhere talking about our eternal uh, resting place, if you will. So uh, at least contextually, we know that that's not even what we're talking about here. There is a, a sense of displeasure, a sense of separation, a, a sense of not being in alignment with what God truly wanted. One other thing that I have heard preached uh, on this particular story before is this um, wealth mentality among the church. You see, we do fail to remember at times that this particular story is talking about talents, which was a form of currency. So this text is literally talking about money. And it was a great deal of money, actually. We don't think about that very much within the context, especially with the word uh, talent in the English. We have different meanings for it, which we'll touch on in just a moment. But we realize in the date of this text and in that context, then they were talking specifically, or Jesus was sharing in the story about money. So some people have often said, you know, you get, you know, God gives you a sense of money and you need to be out there. You need to invest it. And the church needs to have a bunch of money and grow. And it's about money and money and prosperity, 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 prosperity. And I go, well, <laughs> that is not, I think, the overall teaching when you look at scripture, because it's not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having money. I mean, we all need money to survive. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have nice things, I think. There's nothing wrong with trying to make money. There's nothing wrong with investing money. I mean, you know, I have investments. I have money markets. I have all that stuff myself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But what I do have some issue with is this idea of prosperity uh, as based on this in that if you are a person of faith and you follow God, then he is destined to bless you and give you all this stuff. And if you just name it and claim it, God's got to give it to you. And I don't think in any way, shape or form, this scripture is telling us this. Basically, I think it comes down to the motivation of that which is gifted to us by God. Here's the thing. You know, when we use this word talent, and I think this lesson can be broadly applied, 
I think that Jesus is trying to tell us that he has entrusted each of us, each of us that follow Christ, each of us who claim the mantle of Christian, each of us who want to be followers of God, each of us who believes that God loves us, each of us who believes that God equips us and trains us and helps us, all of us who believe all of that stuff are, I think, gifted by God with different gifts. Some of them are financial. Some of them are, quote, talents. Some of them are just the person we are and the ability to love others and care for others. Some of us, it may be a wonderful gift of prayer that we have to pray for others and intervene on their behalf. All of these particular gifts, which are varied, God gives us. So when we look at this text, one of the first things that I think we need to understand is that God gifts each of us differently. And in truth, God can give each of us gifts in different proportion. He may, you, you know, you ever been around that person, you think, man, that person has it all. I mean, they are good at this. They're good at this thing. They're good at that thing. They are just good at all of these different things. How in the world, you know, and, and I'm over here and I may, I may be able to do one thing and I'm, I'm not sure I'm always really great at that. Well, the truth is within this church, God gives us all differently. And it is in that wholeness that we join together and put our gifts in the whole that makes the difference. But here's the thing. In this story, as you see, there was no judgment as to the level that the person was entrusted to. In other words, when the master came back in the story, and let's not even get into the slavery idea, which we see all through scripture. But in this story, when the master came back and the slave the slaves came to him to reconcile what happened, you notice that in no way, shape, or form were they ever belittled because of the amount that they were gifted by God, right? So there was no, you know, this person's better than this person. There was none of that. The master had just entrusted them with what he felt was right for them at that particular time. It could be that one maybe was better with money or one had a little bit more experience in this area than this one. There was no judgment. He just gave to them what he felt at that point in their life they could handle. And he does the same to us. He gives us gifts that he thinks that we can handle, that we can utilize for his service. And here's the thing. If we do that and we use those, then I believe God blesses that. The more we use our gifts that God has entrusted to us for the world, the more we care about people, the more we use our gifts to bless people, the more we use our gifts to share about the love and the compassion and the grace of Jesus Christ, the more we try to give ourselves to other people, helping them grow closer to God, the more we use the God-given gifts we have, the more I believe that God will bless those, that he will entrust us with more opportunities, will trust us with a better ability. The more, you know, when I first started speaking, my first sermon, honestly, 
you know, I was a really nervous. I was shaking in my boots. But the more that I did it, the more that I could stand up in front of, you know, 5,000, not 5,000, never that many probably, but 2,000 people and speak. And I didn't, it didn't bother me because I had gained the ability to do that. God had gifted me as I continued to do it. And I, I strongly believe that, my dear friend, if God has gifted you something and you love him, and you are willing to serve him in whatever capacity that in that is. And in your mind, it might be very small. That's okay. If you are faithful about doing that and you are unselfish in the way that you give yourself and your gifts to other people, I am convinced that God will bless you. God will use you. Now, does that mean that if you are given money, that God is obviously going to just increase your money. No, that's not what it's talking about. But if we, I think, are followers of him, if we have the right heart, if we are submitted to his authority and doing what he chooses for us to do, then I do believe that we will be blessed. And I do believe that the work will magnify. And I think the result of that work will increase. And that's, I think, the beauty of this parable. Dear friend, you may be sitting there today and you're wondering, what in the world has God gifted me to do, right? What, what strengths do I have? What, how can I be used by God? Maybe you're a person that has been hurt so deeply by people within the church, you know, as I have been. Let me tell you, I am one of your walking wounded as well. I have been hurt many times, friends, but I can tell you that I still have a faith of God and I still have value and a belief in the the usefulness of the universal church of God. So I still do like this podcast. I still try to do the the little work that God shares me to do or gives to me to do. And I want you to do the same. It may be so little. It may be, you know, just being a person who can put a smile on their face and therefore put a smile on somebody else's. It may be a person who can go and just give a person a hug. It may be a person who can go to someone and say, I know that you're hurting. Can I just pray with you? Whatever that gift is, it could be that you are called to speak to people and encourage them and love them and teach them. Use that gift for the power and the glory of God. And I believe as you do, he's going to give you more opportunities to share your gifts that he has given you to do the work. It may not always look like you think it should. It may not always look like you wish it did. You know, I can honestly tell that what I'm doing and the way that I use my gifts now are far removed and far different than they were when I was a 28-year-old man. But I don't, it doesn't matter. I just want to be faithful to do whatever God has me do at this age and point in my life, the way that he opens the doors to do it. You are a part of that, as I said early on in this podcast. By sharing this podcast, some of you have done that. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. You have blessed me, and hopefully you have been blessed in the reception of that. And by giving and rating this podcast, you are doing uh, a work to help me use my gifts even more. So from the bottom of my heart, dear friend, I thank you for that. So today, take heart. It doesn't matter what you've been gifted. God still has a purpose for you. I believe that with every core of my being. The question is, do you? Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you.
Bye-bye, my friend. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.